I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is good. I'm just that sad. Is really sad. Wow. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. This is Big Bling, bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha packs, exploring their F3 experiences, and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. We have the pleasure this morning of talking with our man, uh, Betamax. And um, if you don't know, uh, Betamax and I are fellow uh, chasers of the Strava badge. Uh, we like to find as many of those as we can get and, and check them off our list. Um, and then uh, Beta also was our former PsyQ at uh, Heavy Metal um, and did a lot of really cool things to, to keep that site going, um, really revived the site after Folsom's leadership. Uh, and um, I, just over the years, I've always appreciated Beta's uh, vulnerability and just a lot of the conversations we've had at book studies, QSource studies, and um, even some of our free to lead studies. I know um, he's had an impact on a lot of guys. So excited to just uh, get to talk to you a little bit this morning. Uh, and like we always do, um, give us a, a little bit of background. Who brought you out? Um, How did you get the name? And what was that first workout like? Sure. Yeah. So Rob Baldy, 40, Betamax. Uh, I was EH'd. It was a, a soft sell, but it was by Swinger. And it was at an end of school year party. My family had just relocated. We were from Omaha, went to Atlanta for a year for my career. And uh, we had just come back at the end of the school year. I was at a party at, down the street. And uh, a guy named Tim Brady, his, uh, his kiddos are in the neighborhood where I live. And at that party that night, there actually happened to be eight um, F3 members in the neighborhood. And all downline, this is a multi-level marketing, it'd be all downline from Brazilian. But, uh, but yeah, Swinger said, hey, you know, he heard me say that I was prior military. And he said, have I got something for you? And, you know, I just kind of casually dismissed it at the time. Um, and some weeks went by. It wasn't a hard sell. Like he called up the next morning or something. He just sent me a text after we traded numbers that night. And I said, hey, uh, that workout thing is going to be happening tomorrow on a Tuesday. Um, I'll pick you up at 530 and, or at 515. The workout starts at 530. And, uh, yeah, I said, sure, let's, let's do that. And I was ready. I had my water bottle. Uh, I had an extra towel. I didn't know what I was in store for. And uh, he showed up and we, we ended up going to Cornuster Handicap. That entire first workout, um, I had, just for context, uh, I had gone to the doctor um, probably two months before this happened. And I had reached a weight in my life I'd never seen before. And my doc told me that all my vitals were off the chart in a bad way. And he said, if you don't turn things around, you're going to die. Um, so between that point and when Swinger brought me out the first the first day, I had lost 20 pounds. I've been doing Orange Theory six days a week, which is like an hour-long workout. We talked to absolutely nobody. So that point is like total sad clown in that perspective. Um, but that workout was 40 was 40 minutes, you know, plus COT around 45. And I just remember what I, I felt like I was dying. It was it was uh, Honey sitting under the queue, and he was playing a pearl jam, another brick in the wall. And we were doing burpees and jumping over the wall at Exarbon in Stinson Park. 
And we just kept doing burpees over the wall and sprinting and doing a ridiculous grinder that I remember all aspects of. Um, but at the end of the Namorama, I was just so dead, so tired um, that I didn't, I didn't know what was happening. And I came home and I had breakfast with my wife after and she asked if I knew anybody. I said, nope. Uh, but this Namorama video thing, I said they, they did a video and I think they pushed it on social media. So I brought it up real quick and, you know, she's just looking at me and shaking her head. And, you know, he's like, that's Dr. Dozen, bloodshot. And he's like, he's your eye doctor. We've known him for like two years. And that guy lives down the street. I see him walking with his kids all the time. And this person and that person. And come to find out, I, I had been familiar with eight of the people <laughs> that uh, ended up being there that morning. So that's, that's kind of the, the first day look back, I guess. Well, cool. How did you, uh, I guess we're missing the piece. How did you get Betamax? Where does that come from? Yeah, so I'm, a, I'm an IT guy. Um, so, you know, it, it's kind of silly now. Some people are like, what's Blockbuster? These these new these new kids are like, what's Blockbuster? But Blockbuster was the VHS, DVD, but the predecessor to those, the higher quality, the highest quality for video streaming in the 80s uh, was Betamax. It really was. Like they lost the war, VHS ended up winning the context war, but the Betamax was a superior format and being a computer guy um, and having, a, there's a backstory to the whole blockbuster analogy there, but really it's IT, uh, video, love for movies and things of that nature. And they, they settled on Betamax. Well, just a couple of things there. You know, I think the market determines what the superior product is. So I think VHS probably won that <laughs> battle and probably was a superior product. Um, and yeah, thanks for sharing. I actually, you know, me being born in the 90s, had no idea what a Betamax was. Uh, so uh, kind of aging yourself a little bit there, but that's okay. Um, you know, you kind of mentioned your wife and she her initial impressions is kind of what I want to get from you because we don't really get to hear a lot about the ends here um and so maybe you could share you know your first time or those first few weeks you're in what was the initial impression that your wife had yeah she she hears a lot i'm a, I'm a big talker she's a big listener um and if and you both know anybody in the packs knows like maybe the only person that could rival me for speaking the most would be a fellow uh but i i did a lot of talking she did a lot of listening and reflecting back on that one of the things that i had to struggle with is that I felt like I was cheating on F3 with the orange theory because I wasn't fully committed to doing F3 uh, because I've been doing orange theory six days a week. And in orange theory, you wear these heart rate monitors and you're competing with people and very competitive and trying to like, like mentioned, collecting the Strava badges, you know, and in orange theory, when I was at the gym, there'd be 20 something other people there with you and you can see your staff up on the screen. And I was always chasing to be number one. I always wanted to be number one. And it was like, hey, I burned a thousand calories in Orange Theory, whereas F3, I might only burn six or 700. But I quickly realized that it's not about that. It's, it's not about the, the cardio and the fitness, although that is. It's also about, like, there's something else there with the, um, you know, getting to know, you know, now a group of friends and, you know, people that are my neighbors and people I hang out with on a regular basis that, you know, we're a community and we're a brotherhood and it's more than a workout group. It's, it's truly a community. Uh, so that was where I was like, hey, I slowly transitioned from Orange Theory to F3 and doing F3 full time. So my wife had a lot of conversations with me about that. I'm like, hey, you know, why are you, why are you 
you know, still doing Werner's theory. And I was talking through to her like, hey, like I'm burning more calories, I'm losing more weight. This is the thing the doctor said, F3 is really fun. But, and back then it was, you know, we had one workout a day, uh, a couple of days like paradise would be competing with heavy metal, you know, to split the packs. But it was, uh, I don't want to drive out to here. I don't want to go there. Orange Theory is closer to the house. Um, but eventually, you know, my wife was one of the big people talking me into, uh, hey, you can make this a routine. You see different groups of people. Uh, you develop more relationships. You seem happy. You already come home from F3. You don't talk to anybody. You seem kind of not grouchier, but not the same type of, um, not the same type of, you know, come home happy, excited to start the day type of thing with just a regular gym workout. I love I love that perspective too because I'm I'm in that same boat. We we had a chance to talk this morning too a little bit about like what's what's the thing you're really chasing after, and at some point you kind of switch a little bit. But I don't want to discount. I mean the to hear that news from a from your physician and then to um, find some things that work and to make that progress. Uh, walk us through like what what was that like I mean I you know did you were you able to take time to kind of celebrate some of the victory there because I, I mean I, I think um, you know guys come in at different spots but that's uh, that's it's not easy to just like take that on and really um, make the progress that you've made so I, I mean talk to us a little bit what what was that journey like for you just on the on the first step or fitness level Sure. I, I would say that this has been somewhat of a struggle, um, not just the past two and a half years in part of F3 Omaha, but this has been a struggle my whole life, um, just from like growing up and being that overweight kid. And then my backstory is joining the military is, you know, the military does not play around. You meet their standards or you don't. And if you don't, you're out. So when I joined the military, I was in a context where you know, I went from 200-something pounds down to 170, you know, basic training, you know, and then actually being on active duty where you have to pass the fitness test once or twice a year, having to have a certain percentage of body fat is part of your career. You get gym time of an hour and a half a day, every other day, and you're doing organized PT. You're doing run-ins. You're doing push-ups. You're doing pull-ups. You're doing sit-ups. You're doing whatever squadron commander has you doing that day. And then when I left the military, that was really the context of like, okay, now I'm in the reserves. I have to pass a fitness test once or twice a year. And it was a yo-yo diet where anybody can do anything for a certain period of time. And I was living my life that way of, hey, I have a fitness test coming up in June, around March or April, start running. And yo-yo dieting is probably the worst thing you can possibly do to your health from all the things that I've read and researched. Uh, but anyways, um, you know, to the point that I started F3 and, and the progress, that is, to answer your question, it was fulfilling to reach those goals. But in the back of my mind, I was always wondering, is this a yo-yo? Is this just the passing the barometer to get better blood work? Um, and I realized there was like something that, that switched. I think some people say this and have said this on the Gloom podcast before, you know, you find F3 when you're ready, F3 finds you when you're ready. You can't rush the process. You can try to EH guys all the time, but those that actually dive in and actually continue to accelerate, there's almost a flip this switch or a switch that's flipped. And I think that's what happened to me where working out and eating healthy and taking care of my body became more of a hobby and a passion than just, hey, this is what you do for health. I realized that hey, you know, these guys helped me pick up the six. When I was the six, I can help them. 
And the, the folks that are making such incredible progress, like Golden Pike, as an example, like that was me. Like I was the day one where he started, I was at that, I was at that point. And we were both like on this journey where we have each other's backs and we're making considerable progress. And I've taken time to celebrate along the way, but I've been kind of hard on myself. Uh, some people like Safe Ride, as an example, has said, hey, don't discount that. And he's helped me have like almost self-compassion. Hey, celebrate your mini victories. Celebrate these things. Like it's a journey. You're not going to get to the weight or the fitness goals overnight. It's a continual progress. So that's been, that's been really rewarding to have other people that are also at your side and, and helping and being speaking words of affirmation to help you. And I mean, you guys know, I've done like the queen service deal, you know, TCI ran the first round and we've been the supportive of it. Uh, so that weight loss journey is, is still something that's on the radar. You know, I've lost about 83 pounds between the start and finish and uh, I'm not done. Like that's not my end goal, but you know, going down to sub 200 is something that it's like, I didn't know if that was going to be possible, but F3 kind of helps me celebrate that in those mini luncheons and the queen service accountability groups and, and actually focused not on weight loss just to reach some goal or get a plaque, but it's to be healthier, to live longer and to be able to do pull-ups because you weigh less. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I love that. Um, I, I do want to, you know, because I like what you've done, right? You, you came in really at chasing after the fitness piece, but then you recognize the second F or the, or the fellowship and you really dove in um, and, and also leveraging the Q source, right? So people may remember Q source talks about the king and, and the queen. Um, and I think most of us, we do try to out king our queen, right? At least for a little while, um, because it feels good to work out. So then you think you can eat more, but you, you're right. And I, I apologize, I missed that on the intro, but you, you really were uh, one of the instrumental guys in getting us off the ground with our queen service um, group. Um, so talk to us a little bit about that. What, what is that? Uh, what's the purpose there? How do guys get involved? Um, and how have you seen that uh, impact the, the guys in our region? Yeah, absolutely. I, I would say the initial foundation, I mean, you can go read, you know, you can go check out the actual queen service and like the, the out king to queen aspect. But for those that might be tuning in and aren't familiar, kings are exercise, queens are diet. You can't out exercise your diet ever. I've tried it. It doesn't happen. You know, in Free to Lead, even in Q Source, Dread says it best, where it's just like, hey, we've tried. We've tried to get to that point where it's like, hey, once I get to this goal, I can eat whatever I want. And that, that point doesn't exist unless you're a specific body type, right? So so that was something that I had a hard time grappling. Um, I've been talking to TC about it for a long period of time. He and I and a couple others just started brainstorming like, man, what would it look like to have our own group? And I know that we had this before this. There was a foundation laid uh, for Queen Service. I know tonight's show is a big part of that. Um, a year before, like I joined F3, there was there's a dedicated page on our F3 Omaha website that that has that link there. Uh, but TC and I were looking for ways to incorporate all three Fs kind of into this, and I think we're doing a more dynamic job even now and as the program's grown. But essentially, there's a time period that we we threw out. I think it was 12 weeks initially, and said, hey, we want to get everyone that wants to lose weight or maintain weight into this program and everyone's going to contribute a hundred bucks, right? So the hundred dollars is going to go to a third F um, charity and it's changed every round where the money goes to different places. It could be F3s, you know, Brick Builder Foundation, or it could be, you know, the, the 
Habitat for Humanity. It could be the Hope Center. It could be lots of different places that it goes to. But really, it was a, hey, $100 buy-in. And that's going to go towards the charity. So it's not just, we're not just doing this for vanity's sake, but it's like, hey, let's do this. Let's have a cause and let's celebrate together and learn about these opportunities or celebrate this community that we're donating the money to and actually have like a Queen's Celebration lunch there uh, or an opportunity to celebrate together at that location or venue where we're donating the money. And then every week, uh, after you set your goal, it might just be maintained. Some guys on the holidays right now are like, they're just thrilled to be maintaining. And it's not easy just to maintain during the holidays. There's Thanksgiving, there's Christmas, there's lots of Christmas cookies. I mean, stuff coming in and out of the office. It's not easy. But essentially, every week, there's an accountability check-in where everybody posts their weight to Slack, updates Google spreadsheet. And we all know, like, hey, here's the struggles. Here's what went well. Here's what didn't go well. And, you know, even even Golden Pike this round, we had a clean service uh, cafeteria on Monday, the week before last. And next Monday, we're doing a special clean service beatdown at Paradise on Monday, where we're going to do a pre-run and do the beatdown. And then we're going to talk about clean and about this past round and what's been helpful and what's not been helpful and things that we can do. And we've been talking about strategy, tips, tricks. Um, things that you can help to get your macros more dialed in. Uh, if you're if you're doing things like reverse dieting, some people haven't even heard of reverse dieting, but essentially like I didn't lose 83 pounds by doing X number of pounds a week. It was like, hey, I lost 10 pounds and then I maintained for two months. Then I lost another 10 pounds and then I maintained for two months. So it's not like shocking your body to be like, hey, I'm gonna lose hundred pounds over a year. Like that's really hard on your body. And homeostasis wants to bring it back. So. Queen service really is, even if you're in that reverse dieting mode or maintenance mode, it's really there to help you have accountability and have um, some guards guards up. And really, that ties back into Shield Lock a little bit. If people don't have a Shield Lock group, things like Queen Service are kind of like those guardrails for those folks. Well, yeah, thanks for sharing that. And, you know, I've been really impressed with what you've done. You know, I think the last few times I ran into you on Friday at Rose, you just finished a 12 or 13 mile bike ride. Uh, I believe you completed in a triathlon. Is that correct? I was training for one this past year. It didn't happen. Oh, I, I am going, I am going for the merit badges, but yet on that point on the fitness aspect, since we're talking first death, uh, I am a Peloton guy, but it's not anything against F3. It's like, hey, I pre-run, I bike, I have an annual goal. I have an outdoor bike that I use for doing a lot of errands and stuff. So this year, my goal is 3,000 miles, and I'm 250 miles away. So if you see me, like, I'm not pre-running at this time of year. It gets cold. I'm pre-biking. So I, I do a 30-mile or 20, 30-mile bike ride, and then show up to the workouts and, uh, and do the F3 beatdowns. That really is to get the miles in. I get to read, I get to do some work for work early in the morning to get a head start on the day, and I get to do the beat down. But yeah, I do enjoy cycling. Uh, the goal is to do a triathlon this coming year. Well, that's, yeah, man, that's incredible. I do commend you on, on those efforts for sure. And I'm certainly supportive of it. Um, you know, maybe we could talk a little bit about, uh, you touched on the shield lock, any other second F or third F things that kind of stick out to you, what's worked for you, what hasn't worked, um, something like that. Yeah, I think um, I think the shield lock aspect, or even having a group of F3 guys, um, you know, there's no like precise science to the number of people, but you know, even having a regular contact with folks or being in a neighborhood with other F3 guys um, has been helpful from a second F perspective because 
you could show up to the workouts and you could skip cafeteria and you could pretend that this is just an outdoor workout group. But I, I don't think you're going to get the same thing out of it as what you put into it if you're part of the actual community. And I feel like that's what's been very successful in the second area. I'm lucky and fortunate to have people that live very close by. Omaha is a unique city where I used to be in Atlanta and the F3 groups in Atlanta, first off, I didn't know they exist existed there. And second off, if I did know, it's a long commute time where people live, people are all coming to a center and, and dissipating and disappearing after without cafeteria. We're really fortunate to have the opportunity for cafeteria here and to have people that live so close by that are part of the community and people to connect with. Um, but the more vulnerable you are, the more you share and open up, the more people can do to help each other. I'm just throwing this out just as an example. Uh, in my local community and the folks we hang out with, you know, Stella lives down the street, right? I go by his house every single day, drop him off kids, pick him up from school. And he had a tree fall in his, his house yesterday with the high winds that happened. And not an hour had passed. And there's a group of four or five folks from F3 in the neighborhood that have all gone and they've used tools and chainsaws and they've, they've tackled that tree and gutted off his property, got it off his car. And they're, you know, doing that as a community without even hitting the Slack channel. It's just a, a text message thread. Like that is significant. Um, and that's something that a lot of people don't have. And that I think that's like, I was a status of clowns before F3, but it's actually amazing to have that network now and to have a group of friends and have people that you can have uh, a daily relationship interactions with and to share your struggles with, to share your burdens, to celebrate life with, um, and to actually have people you can connect with and call brothers. Yeah, and I, I love that. And I, I think it's cool, like you said, it didn't, there wasn't like a formal announcement that he needed help or it was just people noticed and they they chipped in, right? At some point, it, it doesn't need to be a formal announcement. We're just, we're watching for opportunities to help um, and kind of that living third mentality. Uh, that's a really cool example. You know, Beta, I, I did, um, was looking back, uh, I've been doing this lately, looking at backblast from the guys that we're interviewing, and, um, you know, you've referenced scripture uh, at times, um, you've referenced the, you know, Teddy Roosevelt, uh, Man in the Arena um, speech, um, but one one of the, you gave a COT uh, teaser out on, on Twitter um, back in June of this year, and you said, uh, um, always be a beta, uh, and you referenced, you know, Webster's definition of beta um, says that it's a stage of development in which a product is nearly complete but not yet ready uh, for release. Um, and, I, and I see that in you, right? You, you are accelerating, you're pursuing acceleration. Um, what's that been like on, on the third F side as far as your, your faith? I mean, have the book studies helped or the volunteering or kind of um, speak to that if you would a little bit? Yeah, it, it's been interesting on my faith aspect and the third F aspect. Um, you know, I grew up in a, in a Christian home, in a Christian community. Uh, continued that when I was in active duty. Um, I've had some issues, some different you know churches that we've we've been a part of here in Omaha. Uh, some that have closed down, some that are still flourishing. Um, but I really think it's kind of crazy to say this. I think. F3 has helped me have a deep relationship with God because I've been able to see things not in an artificial light or in a building or as part of a formal ceremony or process, but it's been able to actually see it being lived out by others and being able to live it out myself, if that makes any sense. 
I think F3 does a really good job of providing us with opportunities to engage with things here in a local community. It doesn't always have to be a mission trip or it doesn't always have to be evangelizing. It doesn't always have to be you know, one of these things to a formal church process for us to be able to share God's love and to, and to have that faith component. Even if you're not a Christian like I am, it allows you to have that opportunity to be involved in something that's greater than yourself. Um, and I've been more fulfilled doing that too. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you'll see that I'm plugged in with different things, donating money, donating time to different stuff that we're involved with. I'm, I'm that guy that's regularly donating blood and trying to get my kids out. We do like the food bank stuff and it's been really eye-opening even to have those conversations with the kids in the car as we're driving there, like, Hey, why are we doing this? And, you know, they get there and the teenagers are asking questions and we're driving home and they're saying, I didn't realize that, like these people that need food have cars and, you know, talking to them as they're loading stuff up before COVID happened, like, oh, those, both those people lost their jobs and they have a baby in the back seat and like understanding different perspectives um, has been a good opportunity to even teach them and show them versus, hey, we write a check and that's that, we wipe our hands. It's like, no, we're not just donating money, we're donating time. But I think it's been amazing having the opportunity to engage. I think Wentworth's done a great job um, and Lemon Law before him of providing us with opportunities to get plugged into the community. I, I'm even excited about even some of the Sarpy County guys that have stepped up and said, hey, you know, Goblin and other folks give me this opportunity to get involved and provide Christmas presents for other kids. Like, if he hadn't asked, I wouldn't have donated. And that's just, that's just the honest aspect of the busyness of the year. But when you have people that are stepping up and providing us with opportunities, it's amazing. And it, of all the gifts that I bought and things I've done this year, that's one of the more rewarding things is you know that's going to actually help somebody. It's not just one extra present for my kid or something for here or there. It's like, no, you're actually donating to people that have a need and you're being presented with a need. So I found that to be very fulfilling, um, you know, the third F component. But back to your point on, you know, the different COTs that I've done or talking about being a beta, uh, I think that there's, there's lots of opportunity for growth, not just in our physical appearance, not just our weight loss, not just our physical abilities to do more burpees, uh, but it, it's also to have a change of heart. And that was even one of the quotes that I was reading this morning is though, I believe it was Aristotle that said something along the lines of, you know, you can educate, you know, and, and take away a lot of different things, uh, but until you have the education of the heart, until you actually have that that aspect squared away, you're still growing. And I think all of us are still growing in that area. Yeah, man, I, I love all that. and A lot to take in. I did want to touch on something you talked about in the third F. You know, I think I've said this before, but I'd like to think that outside of F3, I would be this super generous guy and would contribute in, to charitable organizations and do all these nice things. But the fact of the matter was, I wasn't doing these things before F3. Um, and I just love what you said, you know, F3 gives us these opportunities, whether or not we necessarily find ourselves wanting to give, it just, you know, presents the opportunity to us where normally we wouldn't seek those things out maybe. And I love what you said about, you know, having some impact on your kids. And I, I wanted to circle back on that and see, uh, you know, have you taken your kids to the 2.0s? You know, what are, what are their thoughts on F3? I guess, how have you used F3 to kind of help with your mentorship or fatherhood um, with your kids? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, 
all of my kids except my oldest daughter who's 17 have F3 names and they've been to F3 2.0 workouts. Um, the oldest, that's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, but my, my second oldest is, uh, he's a swimmer and, uh, you know, shout out to bubbles. The, the West side swim team is amazing. Um, so keep up that good work. Uh, but I think they sometimes are trying to kill those kids for the two a day workouts and, you know, X number of miles swam. So the F3 workouts for him is probably a little, not in this season of life, it's not going to work. Um, but the, my next two, you know, or three, they, they are, they are all in, they love going to have three workouts. Uh, it's great. They have a blast. Uh, some of their friends go, they're in school with, so they look forward to it. In fact, uh, they're not going to listen to this podcast, so I can, I can give a shout out. They've been asking for F3 shirts for a while and I just bought them F3 shirts for Christmas. So I'm pretty excited for them to open those and see them because they've been asking for them and want them. And they see that I always wear F3 gear because that's just like my lounge wear and workout gear and whatever, right? So if you guys had more of a business line, if there was more money to your stuff, there was a business line aspect besides the stuff I already have, I'd probably have that too. <laughs> Maybe we should get some uh, some gloom uh, gear out and merch out there. So that's our next product coming out, I guess. You could be our first. There customer. you go, Pony. There you go. I mean... Well, the other, the other thing that's exciting is like they notice. I mean, we've we've talked about this a couple times over the past couple of years, where you know one of my kids, um, you know, this past summer is like, wow, like you can really notice dad's like half the guy he used to be, and and that's a good life lesson to them too. That you know, it's not permanent. You can turn things around if you set a goal, you can achieve it. So I do think that's pretty amazing. And they're not blind either. They can see leadership by example. Like that's what I'm trying to do is like, they can see that, hey, I'm accountable for this. Like this is my wheelhouse. I have the capability to do this. No one's gonna do it except for me. So being able to lose weight and accelerate and go on runs and do stuff and play with them has made me into a different person because I'm more active. I used to want to sit down and do stuff all the time because when you're that heavy, it, it just isn't cool. Like, it's hard to do everything. But now it's like, hey, I'm the guy that's, let's go on a quick run. Let's go down to the park. You ride your bike, so I'm running with you. So I'm a much more active dad now. Man, I, I certainly appreciate that. And I know your kids are, are, are so thankful for that. And I, I don't doubt that they see a new man in front of them. And um certainly grateful that, you know, F3 kind of gives us all this opportunity. Um, You know, I like to think it provides all these opportunities for us to become the best version of us we can, right? Remaining in this beta state of always trying to get to the best and most finished product, but it's still at this pre-release stage where you're still working to do that. So I definitely like that. Um, you know, want to be respectful of time here. We we ask some pretty generic questions, but we always think that the, the information is pretty insightful. So any advice for us? You know, we're we're obviously going through a, a season of growth here in F3 Omaha. Any advice for the newer guys, for the for the vets? Um, you know, just anything you want to get off your chest? Yeah, I mean, I, I really think um, I struggle with the Strava stuff you mentioned at the beginning, plague on the merit badges aspect of life. Uh, I'm a former Eagle Scout, so. I was after the merit badges and part of the Strava thing, I think, is to to collect them all. Uh, but I really think that going back to the veterans and even the new guys, I think everyone needs to have an A block. Um, everyone needs to go listen to the podcast and understand what an A block is 
And in the eight block aspect, every single guy that's part of F3 should have the eight block filled out and really touching on three key things here. Number one, having a fitness goal. You need to have a goal for your fitness. It needs to have a short term and a long term. I don't care what that goal is. Maybe your goal is to post every day in the winter. Maybe your goal is to run a 5K. Maybe your goal is to have a have run a marathon. I don't know what your goal is. The goal is unique to you, but you need to have a short-term goal and you have a long-term goal. So that way you're accelerating towards it. Because if you don't have that goal, you're not going to achieve it. And it's easy to check that off once you hit the short-term and to keep expanding that. The second is in all three areas. So not just fitness, but you should have a second F goal. You should have a, a goal to... I mean, Pony, I mean, you can attest to this today. I mean, the first thing I did after the workout this morning, I had to go to shield lock meetings. So I texted you and Ponzi and just gave you my feedback on the workout. I just said, hey, it was the most fun workout I've been to since COVID. You guys did a killer job. But every day at the end of the workout, I'm texting somebody to say something. And it's sometimes it's ask questions. Sometimes it's a prayer for somebody that was struggling, but taking the time. And that's my second F goal is it's not a, I'm doing it because I have the goal. It's a reminder, kind of like the opportunities to donate to things and to get involved in third F stuff. It's a, hey, relationships matter and texts matter. And I mean, I, I know this has been talked about in the room before, but if you get one of those coveted texts from Khaki, I mean, that will make my day when he's like, hey, that was a good workout. It's like, cool. He just said that. That must have been a good workout. If Khaki sent a text about it, that made my day. Um, so it's, it's being intentional on that. And the same thing on the third F like finding something to get involved in, something to connect with folks on and to have a relationship with the community about. And that it's not just there, it's also for your kids, for your spouse or significant other. It, it, it's setting the goals aspect and really the eight block is intended to do that so that we have priorities on the things that matter in life. And not everything that matters is your career and work. There's a lot of things that matter outside of that that's gonna bring you joy and happiness. That's Fantastic advice, I think. Um, and what perfect timing, right? Towards the end of the year, you're getting ready to figure out what 2022 looks like. And, you know, at least for me, that um, the eight block really helps me to focus or refocus on, you know, the, the concentrica and then those key relationships. And I think there's something, you know, really crucial about identifying, right? Who are the you know, three, four or five guys that uh, I'm really going to try to pour into this year or who's, who is somebody that I want to reach out to and ask to be my whetstone or, or mentor. Um, so I, I love that. And I think, um, you know, like you said, go back to that podcast, I think from, from C-SPAN or the F3 Nation cast on, on how to do that. Cause it's, it's actually not that difficult of a process. Um, you know, uh, we've also been getting questions from our listeners um, to ask guys. And so I, I have one here um, and, and the packs want to know uh, the truth here. What burns more calories, running or lifting weights? And I don't, I don't know if you have a, a comment on that or not. Um, kind of joking there, but, but uh, tell us a little bit, just your passion for heavy metal, lifting weights. Um, what are some things uh, you've learned from that experience? Absolutely. Um, so hands down, scientifically, mathematically, um, and also as the Twitter account owner of the Clydesdale group here in Omaha, I will tell you that running burns more calories uh, calorically than the lifting weights during a specific period of time. So if you're going for time, the, the running is going to do it hands down. Um, 
I've, I've got several half marathons under my belt, which I did not think would ever happen in my life. And they were only because of F3. Um, but I will tell you that as part of, uh, as having the privilege to be a former site queue of the strongest day on the Midwest and possibly United States, we don't really know. Um, I think that weightlifting is going to be the component that helps you build a stronger body. It's going to give you opportunities to work muscles in a way that are not possible uh, with just your body weight. Uh, I do. I think everyone needs to have a gym membership and be pumping iron and you know doing crazy stuff. No, but I do think it provides a uh, an opportunity for you to to burn down, to build muscle, and to use use muscles in your body in a way that you know, will help you to grow stronger. And the more muscles you have, I mean, that's another scientific thing too, the more muscle you have, the more calories you burn, your 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 actual metabolic rate will increase as you gain muscle. Um, and if you're losing fat, if that's one of your goals, it's significantly important to maintain muscle and not lose it. Because when you're in a caloric deficit by running or doing other cardio and other forms of sources or eating less calories, muscle gets lost too. And I'm very concerned about that, especially if people are part of the Queen Service Challenge. Man, I, I, uh, you've done your research and I love it. And I, I like to just joke, I, um, I'm a, an avid runner, but man, I, I have noticed uh, in the cold weather when I can't get out as much having a new baby, I, I find myself uh, going back to lifting. And I think, you know, I, I would have to say I've had some pretty uh, calorie intense workouts just with uh, some some weights and um, so anyway I, I appreciate your passion there I do um, want to just uh, you mentioned a quote and I, I think it really speaks to just who you are um, as a person but it was the Aristotle quote uh, from actually from our, our current book study um, but it's educating the mind without educating the heart is is no education at all and, and I think Clearly, you're you have a lot of knowledge about a lot of things, but um, I just I see your heart in everything you do, and um, really appreciate that, man. So, yeah, um, with that, uh, I'll I'll take us out in uh, Namorama here. Uh, Brandon Flaherty, thirty-five, the plague. Uh, plague. I am John Whitworth. I am thirty, Pony Express. Nay. Nay. <laughs> and uh, Rob Baldy, forty, Betamax. Beta Max. Beta Max. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate you, brother. This, this was awesome. Thanks, Thanks for having me, guys. Time. Have a good rest of your day. Appreciate it. You too. See ya.